Now we have to fucking talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. Absolutely mega. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. I just saw a kid crossing the road on the way here. Mm. And I thought, fuck you, Lewis Hamilton. Talk me and the listener through what Lewis Hamilton did. And the very nature, be quite specific, don't spare us any details. So what happened, right, in Qatar, there was a race in, should we say criminal heat? Is that the right way to put it? In a heat that was verging on... Illegal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, but to the FIA's credit, to the FIA's credit, they have turned around this week and they've said, okay, listen, it was, that was so hot. So we're going to take care of this in the future mm. and just try and make sure that it's not as hot. They didn't go, okay, look, we don't need to race here, actually. It's not the best country to race in. And going to the Middle East is actually, for our carbon neutral bollocks, is really not helping. And it's really bad on the drivers. Do you like the circuit? Um, I'll tell you what, though. I think when it's that hot and everyone loses their minds, it makes the race... It's like everyone's took a tab of LSD. That's the thing, is from a viewing perspective, <laughs> yeah, I did quite really like good. the fact that, that, yeah, there are 98 pit stops. Like, yeah. everybody, like, you, all of you were going to almost die. Yeah. I loved it. I know. It's so difficult, isn't it? It's kind of good that it's, they almost... It's treating people badly makes sports more interesting? Yeah. Is that the conclusion? Do you know the bit in the Senna documentary where like, he gets out the car and he's dead, basically? Not the one where he actually dies, but yeah. the one where he... Sorry, who's Senna? Burton Senna. Oh, sorry. I, I only got into Formula One a few years ago. Okay. Um, there's a documentary about uh-huh. a really old... Well, he's not old. He never got old. He's died. He Senna. died. Senna. Senna. It's called Senna. Return to Senna. The Elvis Presley song. Is that an Elvis Presley song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Address unknown. Yeah. My wife's 14. That one. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Aunt Senna. Man, amazing how he fesses up to that in every single song. I know, song. it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Since my baby left me, she's only 14 years old. Ding, ding. Yeah. You ain't nothing but a teenager. <laughs> So Ayrton Senna was a... Formula One race car driver. From... Brazil. Okay. And he once got knackered driving to the extent that he... uh, Can you remember what Grand Prix that was? Or if you did like Formula One, could you remember what... Um, I think if memory served, I would would suggest it was actually the Brazilian Grand Prix because he desperately wanted to win it. Yes. But I don't know. I've never heard of this guy. (laughs) No. It's the same with uh, Nigel Mansell in 1993... Mm-hmm. When he was when Senna pipped him to the win, and Senna uh, Mansell had won for Williams, he'd won the first five races of the season, gets to Monaco, and Ayrton, what was it again? Senna. Senna. He then he, Mansell just couldn't overtake him, and they fought the whole race. And at the end, Mansell's like massive bodyguard is just holding up. And at this point, Nigel Mansell's thirty nine. 
as well. He's 39 years old. He was 39 when he won his world championship title. Wow. Isn't that incredible? That is incredible. He's older than Lu- he was older than Lewis Hamilton is now. Formula One used to be great. <laughs> I know! <laughs> Damon Hill didn't do his first race till he was 33, 34? But anyway, you were talking about Anton Senna in, in, in relation to Lewis Hamilton. Exhaustion. Yeah, and he, Qatar. he made it through this race, the Brazilian Grand Prix. He really wanted to win it. And through sheer, as Norm Macdonald would say, tyranny of will, mm. he won the race and could barely stand afterwards. Yeah. And that is just, that was because of the sheer effort, the exerted level of performance that he needed to drain from every sinew of his being mm. to win that race. Whereas that was just everybody. Um, yeah, I know. It wasn't guitar. It wasn't that everyone was trying so hard to win. It was Stay everyone alive. was trying so hard to not die. <laughs> Everybody was trying so hard to regulate their body temperature in unfeasibly, like, have you ever been to the Middle East? Oh, I mean, I grew up in Brunei. Yes. So, so you're aware sort of, of yeah. you're aware of what it's like yeah. heat wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah. And I don't, I wouldn't want to be in a, in a car going that fast for that yeah. long. You wouldn't want to be. You wouldn't want to be in a Clio doing 30, would you? No, not without air conditioning. Not without air conditioning. No. So you especially wouldn't want to be in a W14. Yeah, without air conditioning. Without air conditioning. I, it's interesting. Convertible, though. Well, they've gone back and, yeah, this is a convertible. <laughs> what were they complaining about? It's it, it's re- very funny that the FIA have gone, okay, look, guys, we're going we're gonna to look into this because actually it was dangerous. I mean, we're still going to go. The FIA. We're still going. Look, we're going to look into this because a lot of you just almost died. And we ideally would like to avoid that. What you guys, F1 drivers, fail to realise is that what happens when we go there is we make millions of dollars. There's dollars in their millions, right? Mm. What you 20 drivers haven't really accepted yet is that you can all fuck off and there's a bunch of other people that have come to Qatar mm. and drive in those cars. You're not important. Yeah. The money, there's so much money and there's loads of drivers that want those seats. So you don't matter. I reckon that there's about five drivers that they, that the FIA would prefer lived. Max Verstappen's got another like four years for the FIA go, okay, enough. That's enough of him now. Yeah. I've seen enough Fast and Furious <laughs> films now. Enough Mission Impossibles. <laughs> That's enough. We've got Star Trek fatigue. Let's just give it a break for a bit. Get him out. <laughs> But what's amazing is they've gone back to penalise Lewis Hamilton because basically he crashed, he got out of the car and he crossed the road. Um, and they've said that is a, as a role model, he needs to conduct himself better. And even though they didn't investigate it at the time, now they've reopened the case. Mm. Um, which is interesting because Lance, like assaulting his personal trainer, mm. nothing. Um, Schumacher, Belgium, 1998. Schumacher running out of his car to thwack David Coulthard in his giant quagmire jaw. That's Nothing. a very, very good memory for somebody who only recently got into Formula 1. I know, one. it's amazing, isn't it? It's just coming to me. Um, Max Verstappen shoving Ocon while he was weighing himself. Um, while he was weighing himself. Yeah, because yeah, he was stood with his feet close together, so his yeah, point yeah. of balance was very centred. <laughs> so he, he really went, didn't he? He stood on the scales. We weren't podcasting at that point, were we? No, but being... Sad, isn't it? I feel... We should have... Okay, so Max Verstappen on Ocon, Schumacher on Coulthard, Lance. I mean, the number of things the FIA could have gone back and investigate. I think they should go back and investigate Horner on every other Red Bull driver that isn't Max Verstappen. Knowing you as well, and how you behave on the dirty air social media platforms, uh, you probably want to have Leclerc investigated for his trousers. Oh, We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, I've, ne- I've never known you. I've we, never known you take such 
a strong stance on anything. You know what? I'm not even going to... I've saved a whole portion of the show to okay, go sorry, into, I didn't, to I go didn't, into I didn't, his uh, pantaloons. What are, what, are the, what are trousers called in French? Pantalon. Pantalon. Okay. Um, Perez allegedly retiring in Mexico. He's saying allegedly because he allegedly has already retired. <laughs> He's just driving around. <laughs> Do you think that his retirement party is going to be weird? I think I think you could also ask: Is his retirement party going to be? Is his is is his retirement party indeed going to be a party at all? Is his re- his retirement party could be something that he doesn't know is even going to take place. <laughs> like I could the- just go, Sergio. It's just yeah. Second door on the left is the toilet. He opens the surprise. Oh my god! No, what is this? No me gusta. No me gusta. No 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 no. <laughs> like when- happy retirement. No 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 no. Happy retirement. <laughs> Gun gets It's like out. when you have to put your, your dad in a home and you tell him that you're going to Disneyland. Yeah. No, you always wanted to go to Disneyland. Come on, let's get the car. <laughs> hey, Checo, come on, Checo, we're signing your contract. You've got, you got four more years. Come on, come on. Dad, dad, dad. Yeah, they, they, they've changed the name of Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Dignitas now. Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. What are all these people in suits? Now, these are, these are, they're not lawyers. These are just the, these are people who are going to do your contract friends. for you. Yeah. Friends. And just one pop party pop up. It's going to be a depressing retirement party for him if he is if he mm. is retiring. Surely, la cucaracha, la cucaracha. <laughs> the pinata is him. <laughs> it's, it's, the pinata is a is a little little Checo. little tiny Perez, and you smash it open, and inside a little Max for Snap and Lego toys as well. <laughs> um, in, at his retirement party, Max Verstappen's in the VIP section. And Checker goes, oh, I'm going to go talk to Max. No, you're not allowed in there, sorry. It's my retirement party. Yeah, still, it's just not... Super Max, Super Max, Super Max, Super Max. I think that was just the right side of sort of culturally insensitive. Yeah, I think, I think we, we, I think we pitched that really, really well. I, just, I feel like if he does retire, like even by the time... He leaves his own retirement party. You know, on their dressing room doors, they have like the drivers stood up. They have like stickers of the drivers on the doors. Doing they, the 90s arms crossed thing. Yeah. You know, like when a when a policeman um, retires in a movie and they scratch their name off the door. Yeah, they got it. They get the little um, pallet knife thing yeah. and they get the They'll, name thing. They the will be doing that to Paris before the end of his own retirement party. Yeah. And, and I feel like they know that he's out. Yeah. Which is weird because they've won if you've won two championships in a row, do you know how bad you have to be to still get kicked out of the team? Three, sorry, three in a row. Jeez, sorry. Do you sorry, think Max. his performances have led the Red Bull team to look at some of the analytics in Mexico and the Mexican audience are kind of going, Yeah. Not so asked about Checo anymore. Because you can really... It galvanises a country. Going back to that guy, Ayrton... Um, Senna? And Senna. You said that he galvanised the spirits of Brazil, particularly at what was politically a very difficult time for the country. Mm. I don't think I did say that, but and, I think... Oh, I'm I just, glad I suggested it. I saw it in your eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when Checo, you know, obviously was the, the little engine that could mm. in Force India and then Racing Point... And one in um, Bahrain, you know, I remember when racing, uh, when Force India or Racing Point, whatever they were called at that point, they went into administration and then he put it on pole. Remember Mm. that? Or put it in the top front row, whatever it was that had an absolute blinder and everyone went, oh my God, this guy's amazing. As a country, you can go, yes, this is our guy. 
But they must know at this point when they see him take five penalties and come out and crash into Hulkenberg. They must. It's actually when you said that, it's I just so it's embarrassing for the country. It's tragic. Well, right? It's tragic for Sergio, and it's and yeah, I guess everybody, the Mexican F one fans, are sort of just keeping quiet on their fandom for their countrymen. You know, I think that their enthusiasm might have dwindled slightly given what's going on. And as soon as they're out, he's out. Uh, Red Bull have made some tailor-made golf clubs. Do you know that this week? They've collabed with tailor-made golf uh, to make um, a series of Red Bull branded golf clubs. And I've wondered how many orders Jos Verstappen's put in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For hitting people with. That was my... I got you know, no, I, that, that was, was, that, you, was you get the joke? that was implied. Yeah, the joke was that Jos Verstappen, who has a criminal record, okay, I, I assume he's going to order some golf clubs to um, hit people with. That mm. was the joke. Yeah, I got that. Um, free Bernie, putting that out there now. We free had Bernie? we had free Britney, and I think now we need to free we need to free Bernie Eccleston. Do you think if we free Bernie Eccleston, he's going to be filming himself in his marble living room in a ever decreasing dancing, number of like clothes Britney. dancing with, an, with, with knives. knives I would absolutely love in to little, see that in little sort of leopard speedos mm. tiny little pants he's got in trouble for hiding or losing 400 million dollars in a Singapore trust in his daughter's name mm. right now I've lost lots of things in my life house keys really annoying things actually mm-hmm. um, hats that I love do you have an air tag I have air tags in all he my. He should have put an air tag on the four hundred million, million pounds. That's such a. It, it's, look, it's an honest mistake. We understand that he's ninety-eight years old or whatever he is. Ninety-eight is my comedy exaggerate. How number. old is he actually? Ninety-three. He's ninety-three. He's five years till he gets. Isn't to my, it weird that dickheads live a long time? Rich dickheads. Yeah. Like he avoided jail time. Do you know how rich you have to be to a hide four hundred million? Mm. I've had people come over and I've had like a nice bottle of wine. I'm like, oh, I don't want to use that tonight. And I hide it somewhere. Mm. But to hide 400 million pounds. Darling, you know- the Stapletons are coming over tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get the good 400 million pounds out? <laughs> no, don't get the good 400 million pounds. I'm out. going to the shop. So you said you need, um, we need garlic bread. Mm. We need mixers, but you didn't say what kind of tonic you want. Do we want bottles or do we want, I don't like fever tree. I think that they're, they've got a weird aftertaste, but yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'll go. I'm, I'm, I'm going now. I know they shut up for. I know they shut up for on a Sunday. I don't know why we get into this every time. You tell me to go to the shops. I've got plenty of time to go there. Can we just, yeah, by the way, um, when I come, come around, can you just hide that 400 million pounds? Just hide that 400 million pounds. Please. It's hilarious that he's A, avoided jail time and B, hidden for. <laughs> but that's the thing about being rich is that you don't have to go to jail and you don't have to die. How do, you hide, how do you hide one million pounds? I imagine it's fairly similar. But, it's in, but he had to earn it. So they, they would have known that all that money that he got from Formula One and other stuff. Do you think if they said to Bernie Eccleston, um, we'll keep that 400 million, but we'll kill Lewis Hamilton? Do you think he'd be, be like, actually, that's, that's pretty good? Yeah, I think he would be okay with that. His little evil. I've never met, I've never seen anybody rather who looks so much like a kind of cartoon villain. Mm. Yeah, he looks like is it Edna from The Incredibles. Yes. Yeah, he looks exa- Hello, darling. Darling, okay, so. Lewis, I don't like Lewis at all. No, 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 no. Who did Lewis Hamilton piss off in 2010 that now, like, he gets investigated, like, two weeks after a thing that wasn't even a thing and that he's not allowed to wear nose rings? 
Like if Max Verstappen got a nose ring, I doubt there'd be an FIA investigation into it. Um, Who, like, and, and Bernie hates Lewis Hamilton so much that he made the call in 2021. I don't like a Lewis uh, winning the race. Let the cars unlap themselves. Nobody ever said where the uh, gun that he hid on his own plane, well, no one said what that was intended for. I think maybe he was going to take out... <laughs> when did he get caught with the gun? Uh, last year? Yeah, that was recently, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was fairly recently. Anyway. you got to have some big balls to take a gun onto your aeroplane. I don't think you'd even... Yeah, but it's my aeroplane. Yeah, I think he should have been allowed a gun. Why not have a gun on an aeroplane if it's your aeroplane? Because you might shoot through the aeroplane. Yeah, but... What did he want the gun for? That's what I don't understand. He wanted it for when he landed in Brazil. I mean, Brazil is the place that... I, if I was going to Brazil, I would like a gun in Brazil. Yeah, but if you're going anywhere that on landing requires you to have a gun on you, just don't go there. What's so important in that place? What, Formula One? For, for, yeah, 400 million. 400 million quid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather get dropped at the end of this year, honestly? Checo or Logan? Checo. Yeah, because there's so much entertainment there. I don't know. Checo's pretty entertaining at the moment. He is, but I'm done. I, I can't watch his suffering anymore. Whereas Largo Sargo, I don't even think I could tell you what he looked like. I feel like watching Checo Perez is becoming, um, you know, when you see your friend and they've just got divorced mm. and they're not allowed to see the kids, mm. but you have to sort of make the most of it with them. Be like, come on, mate, let's go. And, let's go. And he's like, I'm not, I, I'm just not in the mood. I just, I, I'm... you know, the other day I just went to Alton Towers and I just stood there just looking at people. All I did, I paid for the entry. <laughs> Drove up there. Had to pay the ULES charge to get out of London. <laughs> Went all the way up to Hot House. I just looked at happy families. I stood there eating candy floss. My, I actually have a friend that did this. Yeah, no, I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can tell that it's... I just stood there with the candy floss. And I was watching these families. All happy. That's what watching Checo Perez is like this season. Yeah. He's so sad in his soul. <laughs> um, before we do a very quick review of uh, what the drivers have been up to on their week off, um, we're going to need to do a quick helmet next because he's back. Has he? Ne he's he's he started, back, baby. Has he started negging again? He's negging. Wow. He's, he, is he married? Helmet? Yeah. I don't know. There's no... <laughs> I'm on his Wikipedia page at the moment, listener, and... The telling thing about his Wikipedia page... There's no personal life. There is no personal life. He has no personal life. That's so... F when does it say that he built the Death Star? Um, it, um, a long... So, history. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Helmet Negs. Um, can I get the theme tune of Helmet Negs, please? Yes. Helmet's negging you and you're gonna have a breakdown. Helmet's negging you and you're gonna wear a frown. Helmet's negging you. There, he doesn't need to try. Yo, Helmet is negging you, and you're gonna cry. Yeah, Helmet Marco responds to Gerhard Berger, who said it would be wisest for Checo to leave Red Bull. Hel uh, Helmet said, "You don't want to hear an answer from me on that just before the Mexican Grand Prix." Helmet Marco hopes that um, with support, Checo can find his own form again. And the supportive thing he had to say was. Checo just needs to get, to get the best out of himself without looking at Verstappen. We're trying to help him. You see, there's no criticism from the team, only support. Maybe he will succeed. Marco says, Checo's large deficit to Max will become a problem as Red Bull pursuers McLaren have two strong drivers. He explains the gap was not a problem this year as long as we didn't have a constant chaser in the races. But now it becomes critical when two such strong drivers sit 
in the McLaren, uh, meaning that Checo is fucked. Marco says Checo's 2024 seat <laughs> in his, is in his own hands, but warns that Alpha Tauri have three good drivers. The gap is simply too big at the moment because second place in the World Championship is, is at risk now. In general, we want to implement the contractual situation, which lasts only until 2024 and that's entirely up to him now but then we have three relatively good <laughs> you remember Palpatine's really improved by the way <laughs> but then we ha- this is such an insult but then we have three relatively good drivers in Alpha Tauri <laughs> even when he's complimenting their sister team don't like that term even when they're complimenting their little junior team the other team relatively good drivers relatively good let's see how this develops further but we assume that Checo will find his old strength again who would you put in that seat um in Checo's seat Mm -hmm. I would put you I'll give you the also for 2024 I'll give you the option to keep Checo you can keep Checo you can have uh Liam Lawson Daniel Ricciardo I want Bottas in Okay. I th- if I can have any driver from the grid. I'm giving you the option oh, of okay. Liam Lawson, uh-huh. Daniel Ricciardo, Yuki Tsunoda, or Wildcard Lando. Yuki Tsunoda. Um, so it fits well with the Sonic the Hedgehog theme tune, doesn't it? Yuki Tsunoda. Yuki has got an attitude. He's the fastest thing alive. Actually, that bit doesn't fit. But um, I would go with, I think... <laughs> I'd, I want Yuki to get it, but I think he'd probably get cut quite quickly. Mm. Um, I think Liam, I think Daniel, uh, what did, what did um, Jacques Villeneuve say about Daniel this week? Just tell him, stop fucking smiling. What is it he said? Oh, um. <laughs> he, said that, he said that he was smiling too much. It's his job to just smile in commercials. Yeah. Do you want to be a driver or do you want to smile, smile in like, commercials? Oh my God. Um, I would, uh, who of the three? Hmm. My, my gut is saying Liam Lawson, mm. but that's because I know the least about him in regard to his race results. But he did a fantastic job, even with a tube up his nose. Yeah, you know that? He's, done, he's not had his dip yet. He got had a tube up his nose. Yeah, like the in the Italian Grand Prix, his drink tube got stuck up his nose. Oh, did it? Yeah, which is really cool. That's funny. Yeah. Um, which is, I'd rather have a drink tube up my nose than mm-hmm. um, Jos Verstappen's golf club. Golf. <laughs> Yuki did say that he would like to be Max's teammate this week. But then I, I read that and thought, well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, obviously. Who wouldn't? Well, I would like to be in the fastest team. You know what I'd really like? Can I, can I shock you here? <laughs> can I just shock you? Can I shock you? I'd really like to be in the fastest car with the three-time world champion. It's not going to be the fastest car next year, though. Yeah, and also, what's Danny? Danny's back in... Like that? that was a big shout. It just sort of went for nothing. What, you don't think the Red Bull's going to be the fastest car next yeah, year? Yeah, that's the kind uh, of reaction I, I was after. No, the reason I ignored it is because it's just not, not true. It is true. It's not going to be the fastest car next year. What's going to be the fastest car in 2024? The Mercedes. <laughs> You're insane. I just have to will You're these insane. things. I'm not insane. I'm a I'm a hopeful man. They can't even I'm a very stop. Ho- they... I'm a very hopeful person. Listen, first of all, they have a very reckless driver who crosses the road when he shouldn't be crossing the road. And you know what? For a role model, I didn't see him look both ways. Stop. The love you saved may be your own. Giant look both ways. Stop right now. Thank you very much. I need a role model with a working clutch. Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah. Hey, you. 
Always in the gravel, gotta slow it down, baby. Jerry Horner's got a book out. Do, 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 do. You lost do, it at the end do, of it. Do, Very do, good. Do. Very Jerry good. Horner's got a book out. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, she, um, yes. She, <laughs> she has a book out. She sent it to William Boyd. Who's William Boyd? William Boyd is, is a, a footballer? extremely celebrated British novelist of great respect. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote Any Human Heart and Armadillo and other things. And she sent it to him. And he said to her, yeah, you rewrite that. No. Yeah. Rewrite that. And she what? went, his notes were really helpful. And he told me to rewrite it. Oh, my God. The, the balls on that woman. <laughs> I know. I know. Isn't that amazing? What's the name of the book? It's called like Rosie. I have no idea. Rosie. Have I, have I got William? No, I followed, I followed it from the Dirty Air account. Um, it's called Rosie Frost and the Falcon Queen. Can I just tell you, I, I, Jerry Horner, to her credit, has um, taken the piss out of herself. Uh, she, the, the book is a substantial uh, 451 pages long. How challenging was it to develop? Horner answers. The character was always there and I had written children's books before, but not big chunky ones. It was a baptism <laughs> of fire. I had other writers give me tips on what to do with structure. It was the hardest thing I've ever done mentally and emotionally. I wrote it in the first person. Present tense, she clarifies. <laughs> um, but then I showed it to acclaimed Scottish author... William Boyd, which was a bit like giving Humpty Dumpty to Beethoven. And he said, rewrite it in the third person. So she has said herself that it was like giving Humpty Dumpty to Beethoven. And I think she deserves credit for that. I'm interested to... Is it the most challenging thing? Isn't pretending to be a singer for 30 years more challenging? I think it's easier to pretend to be a singer than... To pretend to be a good author. Yeah, that's you can't yeah. auto-tune words. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so we've got the... Um... American Grand Prix this weekend. We have a sprint shootout. We have a sprint race. We have qualifying. We have a sprint chance. We have the sprint run. We have the sprint go for. Mm -hmm. And then we have quali, quali, qualies. Mm. Um, so there's a lot happening this weekend. Um, my question to you. The sprint race, jog race, walking race, walking race rolling race. We have race. trot on as well. Formula yeah. One have introduced trot on. Um, the and we have the, we have the uh, road cross as well, where all the drivers have to cross the road. Yeah. But maintain role model status while doing it. Yeah. We've got the pushies. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, Oberleutnant von Genschler uh, celebration. And f what's that? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> and also we have the Formula One, finally. The, the Formula One race? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing that as well. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to fit that in. We have the Formula One fight to the death. Okay. Which is where they do sort of a Spock um, Kirk where they have to fight each other to the death. Ooh. If we do not, they will kill us both, Captain. And they have to, and this week it's Hulkenberg and Checo. Who are you rooting for? I don't know. <laughs> Listener, that was this week's second Star Trek reference. Williams, Albon, on a boat with his girlfriend. Very heartwarming content this week. Aww. But that's it. A lot, the drivers have genuinely been pretty silent in the last week or two. Yeah. Very, very quiet. Because, and I'm trying to, is it because they're all dead? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my question. I don't know. I like it. It'd be a good twist. I went on all their socials and I realised that none of them have said anything. And I was like, that's weird. Maybe, oh, hang on a minute. What if they've all died? Yeah. How would they have died? From Qatar. Oh, just they, they, 
oh yeah, maybe they just lost all of their body's moisture. You know the bit in the original Adam West Batman film where the they remove all the moisture and they turn them into powder? Mm-hmm. The, the, I think, is it the Joker who does it or yeah. the Penguin or something like that? And it turns everybody into little lumps of different coloured powder. Yeah. So maybe they're going to have to rehydrate. Like the pizza in uh, Back to the Future 2. Yeah. Like the tiny pizza. Mm. Who's going to eat all that? That's and then they so, pour a bit of water on it. So delicious, isn't it? Um, Norris has done a Spider-Man 2 advert um, right. for the computer game. That makes perfect sense. He'd make he makes such a good spy. Uh, he makes such a good Peter Parker, wouldn't he? He would make a good. Pe- I was thinking about that this week. He's got the. He's got. I don't know how to say this in a. I mean this in a. It is a nice thing to say, but he's got a tight little body. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah. Is sure. that weird to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like like. You know, verging on arrestable, yeah. Yeah, I think as a man in my 30s saying that someone in their early 20s has a tight little body. Yeah, it's... A, it's, it's <laughs> but my I point... Wouldn't, I wouldn't clip it. No, my point is is that he looks he would look good in a Spider-Man suit. Yeah. Because he's yeah. got a similar body to Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toit. He's short. Lithe. Short. Diddy. Lithe. But sort of with a, with, a, with, a, with a robust sort of core. Yeah, he could be in a boy band and you'd mm. go... I like that. He's been doing adverts with his with his, which I, in theory, could have been recorded before Qatar because I do think that they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Um, George Russell did an advert uh, for Tommy Hilfiger, right? It's called Off the Grid, mm-hmm. and in the advert, George Russell's voiceover goes, "It's important to have an escape, to get away from it all, and turn off." And uh, so what he does is then he jet skis on a private river on Lake Como, in the advert. So I'd like to know who think tanked that. I'd love to do that. George, we need to appeal to the everyman. Do you think that's what they're doing in Tommy Hilfiger perfume adverts, trying to appeal to the everyman? Well, I think when they're trying to sell jumpers for £500. I think that would be an amazing perfume advert. If they were, Okay, for the new Gucci, we're going to appeal to the everyman. Fucking spray, spray, smells good, buy it. Nice one, catch you later. Gucci. For him. Lewis, obviously, negotiations for Ferrari this week. You know about that? Lewis had a meeting with Ferrari, and then Toto said, when he re-signed, he goes, there was not an inch of doubt in my mind. And the word inch did something to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's chosen inches, and he knows what he's doing. He's European. He -hmm. knows what he's doing when he chose inches. We go go imperial for cock size (laughs) and doubt. That's what there's two things that we measure in inches. You said last week that every time I talk about um, a certain boy racer, you were going to talk about the size of the Formula One driver's penises because you went in. You went in quite hard on how you thought Ocon had the biggest willy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you still stand by that? That you think it's yeah, Ocon? Yeah, of course. I'm not. What, what do you think I've been up to this week that's made me change my mind? Um, obviously, Lance is being investi- investigated by the FIA for being. Sh- for being a little naughty boy, naughty boy, Lance. He got out of his car, he was a little bit hot, and he shoved his PT. And then he threw his steering wheel, naughty boy, Lance, naughty boy, Lance. What's he gonna do next week, naughty boy, Lance, naughty boy, Lance? This is a really good idea. I think a sometime style. The F1 would be a great premise or setting for musical theatre. Because when you think about like good premises for musical theatre mm-hmm. productions, musicals, you need um, jocks and nerds, but, you, but but also you need a kind of chorus built in. It's why I always thought a courtroom drama would make a great musical. Oh yeah, because you've got the chorus in the jury. OJ the musical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a really great idea. <laughs> if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> that's it's it. It works. Isn't it it? divides itself. Yeah, yeah. F one with the whole paddock being. 
a wheel, a wheel, a change the wheel, it's time for the stop. You could have a song called That's See? great. Um, and like like a stomp thing where they do the percussion themselves. Yeah. Lance. That's great tire going on noises. Thank you very much. Really good. Have you ever practiced that? Uh, all the time. Okay. In the shower. That's my shower song. <laughs> um, Lance has been uh, investigated by the FIA because he's a bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. He he throws his steering wheels. Yeah. Got he me, he got quite me th- literally threw his toys out the pram. He, Do you think he threw it out? Because he goes, what is this? Why do they always put it in my car? <laughs> <laughs> um, I but I keep putting this fucking thing in my car. It must have been, we'll move on, but it must have been quite interesting um, for him to uh, have to open a letter from the FIA. And I imagine he got quite into it being like a bad boy. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like suddenly he's, because he's always been quite, he says quite openly that he's had a silver spoon in his mouth on Drive to Survive. And mm. I just imagine that it did something to his ego. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you reckon he's going to go all like... T-Bird, um, like Danny Zuko. Into the wild. Yeah. Uh, that was, is that the Sean Penn film where the rich kid goes nuts and goes into the wild? Yeah. Yeah. Or like Danny Zuko in Greece where he's sort of got this affected... Where he's got the T-Bird jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes home and he's like he's smoking... A, what are those little candy sticks that you'd get as a kid that were white, long... And you'd hold them like cigarettes and they had like a football card in the box. Yeah. Do you remember those? I can't remember the name. but And he's like standing against the wall or in his place in his house, probably like a giant glass aquarium with one foot up, wearing a leather jacket with the collar up. Mm, And so he's gone and bought one and he's like sitting there and he's smoking it. And then, you know, like, I don't know who walks in, but maybe maybe Raquel walks in. And she's like, hey, Lance. Hey. And she goes, I should have known. Start the music. And she goes, ah, I was wondering if you could help me. I was looking for my steps on Lance, but there just seems to be a rebel here instead. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bad boy. Look at me, I'm smoking a cigarette. Well, Lance, that's not a cigarette. That's a that's a piece of candy, but I enjoy watching you suck on something that's got lots of sugar in it. Yeah, you know, the FIA are investigating me because I was so violent. I'm a bad boy. I beat up my personal trainer. Well, Lance, I don't know if that's entirely accurate. You just gave him a little shubby shove, which, quite frankly, from someone of your stature, is probably the same as being pushed by a seven-year-old boy. Yeah, but, you know, I'm still being investigated. They wrote a letter to Daddy, and they said that if I don't behave myself, I'm going to get punished. I'm going to get chastised. Well, Lance, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I've always wanted to date a naughty boy. I've dated an angry man never dated a naughty boy. You know what's so naughty about you, Lance? He goes, yeah, I know what's naughty is I like beating people up. No, you know what's so naughty about you? Is that you're always in my house. After- you, wanna- you find your way back to my house every week, Lance, and we have this back and forth, but it never seems to go anywhere. Huh? What are you going to do about it, Lance? It's time to shit or get off the pot. You know, it's time to cook or get out the kitchen. Lance, take your clothes off. <laughs> Don't say get naked, please. Oh God! You know what? The most I I I'm constantly impressed by your dedication and your unwillingness to just edit those down ever so slightly. I know. I, I I like to. Yeah, you really like to. That's. I think we got a comment on Instagram that said, love the podcast, boys, but can we do less of the butt stuff? 
Yeah, no, but that's because last week I said that... Um, yeah, I know what you said. I said about Charles and George. I know what you yeah. said, yeah. That was the only butt stuff, I, wasn't it? I, yeah, I know I made an observation as to... I don't think we're particularly butt stuff-centric, are we? You certainly go a bit mental when you do your Lance and Raquel act outs. Yeah, but that's not butt centric. I, I know, just, I know. It's sometimes just, it sometimes can it's, be. It's a very sexy thing. It's a, yeah, it's a very se- Lance and Raquel. Start the music. Um, Lance and Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very sexy thing that he's yeah. a young hot guy. Mm. Like when you deconstruct it, mm. he's rich mm. from his dad's money. Mm. He's young. He's very attractive. But he's not performing at a top level and he's struggling with all this pressure. Mm. And then his daddy owns the team. Daddy owns the zoo. And then his dad's got this gorgeous young wife who's similar to his age. You know, it's just hot. Yeah. No? Yeah, no, I agree. It is hot. I agree. I think I might have become sort of jaded by overexposure to how hot it is. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um, do you want to talk about Charles's trousers yet? Okay, so just before we close up... Um, Charles Leclerc, happy 26th birthday. He's happy 26. 20, 26, he's not a young gun anymore. What were, you, what were you doing at 26, Alfie? I was impregnating Jessie. Is that how old you were when she got pregnant? Yeah. I didn't know sh- I was doing that, but okay. it turns out that's what I was doing. But you were a dad at 27. Yeah. That's mental. No, I was a dad at, yeah, I was a dad at 27. I was getting Jessie pregnant at 26 on our one night stand. Would you rather have got her pregnant at 26 or won a world championship for Ferrari? Um... I think Charles Leclerc is more likely to get Jesse pregnant than he is to win a world championship. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's 26. Like, that's... It's not young. I mean, it's not young it's for a Formula not, 1 driver. Yeah, no, it's not young for Formula 1 driver, even though Nigel Mance was 39. But And, you know, how old's Alonso now? 41. But, you know, as you get older, like, I remember when I was 24 and I went, oh, wait, oh... Elvis Costello released his first album when I was 24. I didn't even have a record. So then you go a bit older and you're like, oh no, but Franz Ferdinand were like 35. And you start mm. looking at other people. Mm. Charles Leclerc is now going, yeah, but Nigel Mansell was 39, wasn't he? When he won yeah. his first. Like you have to, it's the only way you can mentally survive. You have to look at that, yeah. But I need to make an appeal to um, Formula One, to the FIA. <clears throat> Dear FIA, as we've seen this week, you have no problem going back and investigating previous crimes in the Formula One paddock, be they racing or be they that of role model, role model status. Every driver who races at the pinnacle of motorsports is a role model in one way or another. Charles Leclerc racing for Ferrari encapsulates the, everything about the Tifosi. He's young, he's beautiful, he's, he's a part of Monaco and he's a part of Italy, he's a part of the hearts of every Italian racing fan. Um, but I need you to go back and investigate his trousers. FIA, if you have a heart, please, if you have a brain, and more importantly, if you have some fucking eyes in those stupid skulls of yours, please go back and take a look at what I can only describe as criminal fashion choices. You are so... uh, You you, you do not tolerate any sartorial missteps from F1 drivers, do you? I, I have not finished. Sorry. Sorry about that, FIA. I'll cross that out. Because <laughs> it's a letter. No, right. Sorry. I would like to suggest, as punishment for Charles, Le- Charles Leclerc's fashion choices um, that have hurt my eyes more than most of the races this season, that you subtract five world championship points for every time he wears a horrible pair of trousers. As of the 2023 season, that would put him at minus 872 points. 
because he's never worn a pair of trousers that don't make me want to sick out of my face. Please consider this. Sincerely, Josh. P.S. Stop the sprint races. Hashtag free Bernie. Nice. Yeah. Um, they are always, they, they are for such, for a member of such a consistently underperforming F1 team, they are also consistently appalling trousers. But you would think that, like, why are all of them so bad? Tartan trousers. But no, it was the it was the one the ones with tear the phrase all over them. Yeah, but it was torn. But they weren't holes. There was denim underneath in the holes. So yeah, it was like magic trousers. What and also what is it about anyone who spends more than like a month in Italy where they're like, you know what's really good? Tight trousers with some tears in them and no socks. What is that about? What why why do Italians love that so much? Yeah, I don't know. Is it because it gets hot in the summer and they need the the ventilation hole in the knees? Well, also Mediterraneans have like hot like brown ankles. Yeah, but the, Look the, at my sexy brown It's ankles. the rebellious implications of torn jeans that I hate. Yeah. You know, because some people on a farm in like the Great Depression, their jeans were torn because they were working to the bone. Yeah. And now it's millionaires in Monaco. <laughs> yeah, like... my, my jeans. Yeah, that's how a lot of them dress though. It's, a, it's so much money that they go, well, I might as well spend it on the clothes. Like it's, it's as if they go, if they were just to go into Uniqlo, and get like a nice set of basics. Mm. Just get some nice black t-shirts, nice white t-shirts, just a nice, like find the right fit and like bulk buy so that they don't have to think too much about what they're wearing. Go into a jeans shop, mine are from Nudie, don't know where yours are from. Mm-hmm. Good jean, sort of wears well. If it breaks, they fix it, whatever. Yeah. And just do that. Do you know who you're describing? Who? Max Verstappen. Yeah. Doesn't it make you respect Max a lot that he doesn't yeah. do the fashion stuff? Yeah, he doesn't like fashion, drinks booze, wins world championships. Yeah, he gets ratted on the aeroplanes. Mm-hmm. You've seen the footage of him and Danny and Hulkenberg. Really and he's good fun. Absolutely tanked. Mm. He's got a boozy neck for Snappen, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, someone who drinks I know it's a, I know it's a Formula One neck, but it's also a booze neck. Yeah. He's got a drinker's neck. Yeah. Throwing his head back and taking shots. Yeah. Strong neck from all the Jaeger bombs. I think we need to take a long, hard look at um, the priorities at Ferrari. I would say number one, um, performance, mm-hmm. um, get back to winning. But also number two, Charles Leclerc's trousers. It's, it is wholly unacceptable. Wholly unacceptable. Wholly unacceptable. Very good pun. Um, we uh, Also, someone wrote to us saying, why didn't we get tattoos? Why didn't we get Do you remember tattoos? we did a fundraiser last year for tattoos and then we never got the tattoos? How much money? We didn't get enough money no, to get No, we didn't the take the money. You don't take the money unless you like click the button. And I, and I was like, and we just didn't end up getting, we, we ran out of time, basically. What were we going to get tattoos on? Uh, we, you were going to get, um, we went car racing. <laughs> yeah. Would you still do that? Yeah. Okay, great. Should we start another, should we do a fundraiser again? I don't know. It's probably only like 50 quid. Should we just pay for it? Yeah. Okay. Well, we we got money from the adverts. We went car racing. Well, and but I said I was going to get um, no, Michael. This is so not right. <laughs> Which is so much less cool. <laughs> That's not as good. Yeah. Okay. So we will get them. Yeah. And we can film it and then put it online as content. Okay. Um. Thank you so much for listening. Um. We'll be back after the <sighs> sprint qualifying sprint shootout qualifying Formula One race. Um, what was the other one you said? Uh, three Knuckle Shuffle. Fight to the death. 
the F1 uh, knife fight. So yeah. excited about the F1 knife fight. Yeah, the Zumba class. Yeah, F1 Zumba. Yeah. And um, the F1 hot dog eating contest. Yeah. As well. We've actually had some correspondence, though, just before we go. Have we really? We've had some correspondence, yeah. Oh, my God, this is exciting. So for those who are new to the show, um, on non-race weeks occasionally, we get um, letters from... We, we reach out to the paddock and ask them to describe what happens when they're not racing in, on a day in the life of what it's like to be involved with Formula One. We've had some f- amazing guests thus far. Um, but more importantly, we have a new one today. So um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show a day in the life of Bernie Eccleston. I find the morning quite a trying time of day. Despite the relief that the light of morning offers, the sun flooding my eyes and telling me that at least for another few hours, I am alive. A bowl of pencil sharpenings contains more than enough fibre to ensure that I'm on the move before long. And then I send a foreign woman whose name I've made a concerted effort not to learn to go and pick up my hair from the dry cleaners. (laughs) Don't forget to take a gun, I shout. (laughs) They're all Romanian in that laundrette, not to be trusted. I am Romanian, Mr. Bernie, she replies. After sacking her, I send my least attractive (laughs) daughter to fetch my hair instead so that we can finally get on with the business of the day. I've got quite a lot of admin to do today. I hate admin days. Ooh, you parked here. Ooh, your friend illegally invaded here. Ooh, (laughs) you owe His Majesty's Revenue and Customs £653 million. Ooh, get your gun off the plane. Fucking boring admin. (laughs) I was recently preparing for my visit to court. Mr Justice Bryan has told me to consider the seriousness of the situation. Ugh. Fucking judges. So judgy. Mr. Justice Brian. Name your kid that and what do you expect them to grow up to be? On the agenda today, my PA reads to me. Prepare prison cell for arrival. Pay £653 million to some leech bastards. Get my other guns off my other planes. Pledge allegiance to a murderous autocrat. Publicly say something belittling about black Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) My PA... (laughs) My PA suggests that I stop referring to him as Black Lewis Hamilton. I fire my PA and ask my least attractive daughter to deal with the rest of the day's business. I screech at the lingering staff. Can we stop fucking about and fetch me my morning egg? It's 3pm, they respond. My egg then. My afternoon egg. Just an egg. Give me an egg. Everyone is crying and I realise that I'm waving my gun everywhere again. And I'm naked. Hmm... I hate admin days. (laughs) I get dressed and we go to visit my prospective jail cell. I am very unhappy with it. The velour cushions are creased and the dancing girls are fat. Why is everyone such an incompetent fucking pig? Why am I even going to jail for not paying tax in 1994? The Channel Tunnel still got built, didn't it? You didn't miss the money that much. Also, are you going to convict me for my part in the great train robbery? Get over it. I pop out to be sentenced. I leave my gun at home on the insistence of my least attractive daughter. And Mr Justice Brian reads it out. A life sentence. Heartbreaking. How can I be going away for life? It's 17 months, my daughter explains. Yes, life, basically. (laughs) I come to terms with my fate. My law-breaking has finally caught up with me. And I consider what little future I have left. 
seeing out my days on the creased velour cushions with fat dancing the girls. I may as well die now. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you so much, Bernie. Thank you so much, Bernie Eccleston. Um, thank you for listening to Dirty Air this week. If you enjoy the show, uh, please leave a review genuinely because um, we're getting sort of, as the show gets bigger, we're getting sort of people who don't quite get the show. So we're getting more people being mean. I think I think you'd be hard pressed to listen to this particular episode and not have got the vibe. Yeah, fair enough. I think this was very our vibe. Yes, centric. very much so. Um, so please leave a review, like and subscribe, and buy some merch on the Dirty Air merch store. Yeah, and um, follow us on socials. Yep. Um, we're gigging I'm gigging with Adam Rowe at the moment opening up for him so come and say hello if you are going to any of those shows also we're going to be watching the race in the F1 arcade aren't we this weekend we on Sunday this Sunday we'll be watching at the 8 over the clock the race the American Grand Prix even the though there US. are three the United States Grand Prix even though there are three so if you'd like to come and hang out with us on Sunday at 8. Yes, we'll be at the F1. They're not paying us to do this. We just, I think we just want to go somewhere we, where other F1 fans are. Yeah. To watch a race. So we'll be there. I'm not sure if you, could you even, do you need to book? Not if you want to prop up the bar. Even if there's a race on? Don't think so. Let's investigate that. Though. Yeah, but we'll, okay, so we'll probably be there. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Dirty Air.